Good evening. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Fans Only Sports Network. I'm Adam Wright with CJ Medeiros and Justin Tucker. So we've reached the end of our defensive side of our player countdowns, and we are moving on to the offense. And we're going to be leading off by talking about all things tight ends. So we're going to start by giving our top five rankings going into 2022. And then we're going to go into the fan box, which is where we're going to cover the most underappreciated tight ends in the league. And we love getting your answers. We've This has been great for uh, the fan box, just getting all your answers on that. Um, so I'm actually I'm looking forward to to reading off these these answers. Um, but first, we're going to get into our top five tight ends going into the NFL, uh, the 2022 NFL season. So which of you guys want to start with giving our top five? We'll start five, then go down to one. So what do you which one of you guys? CJ, Tuck. I'll go first. Yeah, sure. Go right ahead, man. Yeah, All right, Tuck, let's go. All right, so my, my number five guy is Kyle Pitts. Okay. First rookie, I believe he's the first rookie tight end other than maybe Mike Dickett with over 1,000 yards in his first season. Congratulations to the Atlanta Falcons for drafting him. He had a great season, a Pro Bowl season. Very impressive for him, and he's looking to build on that in his sophomore year. I believe he will continue to build off that because they have nothing there except Drake London. So I, uh, I think he will be further su- successful, and I think he will continue continue to progress as a tight end. Yeah, Justin, uh, I got to tell you something. My number five, also Kyle Pitts. Now, this is a kid who's just dripping with potential. I mean, his first Rippy. season, 68 catches and over 1,000 yards. The mm-hmm. only thing that's really off-putting was he only scored one touchdown last season. And when you're outscored by Jacoby Myers, the new England Patriots, there uh, might be some red flags, but at the same time, like I said, the, the potential is sky high for him. Like I said, this is, you know, basically him go, this is going into next year and next year he's going to develop even more. He's going to have Kyle Pitts. I mean, a. Uh, the other, uh, they got Drake London there to help him out, so there's no reason to say that he should uh, decline. He's definitely going to improve. All right, guys. So some of my top five in here are going to be a little low for the talent that they've possessed and the the ranking that I've had them in in past years. But um, and remember, this is going into the 2022 season, I'm and scared. so my number five is Darren Waller. And the reason I have Darren Waller lower than what he should be is because he's been hit by the injury bug a little bit over the past couple of seasons. He's and he's going to have Devonte Adams to compete with in targets. And I mean, we, we were talking a little bit off camera about this, but but Darren Waller is kind of more of a wide receiver. And when you're the when you become when you go from wide receiver one to wide receiver two. You're just not going to put up the same production, and that for that reason, uh, injuries and just falling behind, falling a little bit further down in the depth chart. I have Darren Waller uh, lower than lower than he usually is, and he'll probably go back up by next season. But just because of that, I'm going to put him a little bit lower. And uh, yeah, that geez. All right then. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, Darren I, just I used Darren that as motivation. 
Yeah, because he was my number four guy. All right, that'll that'll segue us pretty well into the next guy. Why don't you yeah, elaborate my, a little bit? My number four is Darren Waller. Now, granted, he did have an offseason, which is why he's not as high up as the other remaining three. But again, he was the best offensive weapon for an Oakland Raiders team that made the playoffs. So that does take into account how scary good he is when healthy. True, he may be considered the wide receiver number two on this team, but he is still the matchup nightmare for any uh, defensive coordinator to scheme against. So when you have to face somebody like him, you're going to have to have a player that can keep up, can stay with him, keep up with him, and keep him away from the ball. If they, if you don't have a player like that on your team, then he's just going to ruin your day, regardless if the Raiders have Devontae Adams or not. That's just a bonus. And so I believe he will at least have over a thousand yards if he can stay healthy and around seven touchdowns and still be the monster he always is for the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, and uh yeah, Darren Waller was also my number four, to be perfectly frank. Now, Waller, like we said, had had a bit of a down year, and we all know about his injuries, but I would argue that perhaps having Devontae Adams would help him because he's basically he was basically wide receiver one last year in Vegas. But now you're gonna have Adams who more likely than not is going to be double teamed every play. And that yeah. will leave you with some pretty favorable one-on-one matchups, be it with a smaller safety or a slower linebacker. And when you have Adams there take all the heat off you, you could really flourish. Like I, like I just said, you know, with a lot of favorable one-on-ones. So yeah, but just because of the down year, I had him at four. We're usually somewhat argue he'd be at three, but, uh, but, yeah, I'm definitely excited to see what a duo of Waller and Adams could do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I re- like I said, I still really like Darren Waller. And um, he's cer- and Devontae Adams is certainly going to be double-covered double, double covered a lot, and that will draw more attention um, from Derek Carr to Darren Waller. Just the only problem is Devontae Adams was still – he was still double-teamed in Green Bay – and that didn't generate much, many more targets for Robert Tunyon. Now, Robert well, Tunyon well, did I mean, still get a lot. Pretty of, different, you know, from Tunyon to Waller. Yeah, but none of the none of the other guys in that Green Bay offense got any got any targets. Well, have you considered Green Bay? Pretty much has a bunch of paper plates on offense besides uh, besides Devontae Adams. Paper well, when it, when you're double covered, I mean you and you're not open then it's up to the quarterback to go and find somewhere else to throw to and if and if there's nobody else if if you know if if this other guy is wide open even if he's a stiff you still throw his way that's you know that that was part of tom brady's philosophy when he when he was uh younger right before uh randy moss got there it's the best the best receiver is the open receiver and yeah and uh and even when they're open, the receivers last season for Green Bay weren't really that good. I mean, yeah, you can make a case for their Lazard, way. but still. You still want to throw their way. Plus, Devontae Adams was open anyways. Yeah, okay, so, yeah, okay, so? So, like I said, he's Devontae Adams is going to be open anyways in, in Oakland. But that's neither here nor there. I will, well, he's I not going to be open in off. Oakland. He'll be open in Vegas. But that's I, w- neither I want to give my there. number four, if, if, if you don't mind. <laughs> Um, my number four, and the more I think of it, the more I might have wanted to put him a little higher is oh, Mark Andrews. Oh, and 
Mark Andrews mm. had oh. a badass season, career year for him, having over 1,300 yards and nine touchdowns. As that 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 type that type of production, especially in a run first offense, is incredible. And just the just the only problem is that whole team just started to they weren't re- they really had to become a run. Uh, they they were a run first offense in the beginning of the year, but they kind of had to become a pass first offense. And Lamar Jackson already loved Mark Andrews, so you can understand why his stats really spiked in this season relative to other years. Um, but yeah, Mark Andrews, I really like I really like him, and he's going to be even better next year. I and I I like I said I, I'm low key considering maybe I should have had him higher, but. I, he, I'll probably have him higher next year. I probably will. All right. No, I'm going first on this. Uh, what do you mean? You, you should have had him higher. I took – ooh. Mm. Uh, I'm not a he fan was of him at number four, frankly. Before the injuries that made the mm-hmm. team a pass-first offense, then afterwards when they became a pass-first. He was putting up the same consistent numbers regardless. I don't understand why we keep denigrating Mark Andrews like he isn't top two. Yes, it, wait. That's not, that's not true. He nearly doubled his his numbers from last year, at with seven hundred yards. I'm talking about this year. From this year on, he was consistent with his numbers. But they were Whether never they a were run first the offense. First. But talk, they were never a run first offense this season. They lost their they lost practically their entire running back core by the by the beginning of the year. So, so they really had to turn themselves to into. I'm not. I'm not blaming. Mark Andrews for that at all. It, that's a that's great that he was able to step up like that. I'm just explaining why he was able to put up such spiked numbers because in years past when they were a run first offense, he was he was they were still great numbers, especially for a tight end. But they weren't like you know they weren't the numbers that that he had this year. And the reason why was because they had to turn into a run in, into a pass first offense. So you're holding that against them? I'm not holding that against them. I'm just giving that, giving you the reasoning for why his stats spiked, and he did a great job. But I'm just saying, like, it's there's, it's not like, you know, it, it's not like they actually. It's that's more of an indication. That's more of a against the Ravens' philosophy than it is against him. I can't blame him for suddenly increasing his stats because the Ravens went in a different direction on offense because of injury concerns. I can't hold that against him. I'm That's not really what holding it for changing it's the way just they the reasoning play. for what for what happened. Either way, with Hollywood Brown gone, he's definitely going to be like the guy. He's going to be getting like the lion share of the targets next season. Right. So he is going to be better. Yeah. So, and I feel like that's a top three worthy. All right. So Possibly. even if we went in that direction, I need to hear the other three. Oh God. Oh God. All right. Oh man. You good there, Tucker? No, I'm not good. I'm not. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, All right. Who, who's your Who's your number three? C- CJ, can you please go first? I, I need a minute. Oh. oh. All right then. This has yet to happen. All right. My number three is actually Mark Andrews. Mm. Now, I truly believe Mark Andrews is a top three tight end. And when you consider, like Tucker said, Jesus. his uh his injuries. You know, only starting nine games last season? Really? 
starting nine games. Like I said, a lot of snap counts for him. Still put up over 1,300 yards and nine touchdowns. And that's insane. And there's reason to believe that he will only get better because now, without a shadow of the doubt, he will be the guy next year. There is no reason to believe he will not take a step forward barring a massive injury. But, uh, yeah, Justin, you you good to take over? My only – hang on. My only counter-argument to that is his. he may not have started those games, but he actually had his highest snap count share, and this is in this is by a mile his whole, of his whole career at 75%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great, and it's just going to get bigger because now Hollywood Brown is gone. And who are they going to rely on? Rashad Bateman to be a 1,000-yard receiver? I don't think so. No, uh, he yet. did show flashes, and I think he's. I think he will step up like that. Yeah, and uh, Nikhil Harry showed some flashes his rookie year too. I'm not saying he's. I'm just saying, like, calm hey, down. Don't 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 do that. I'm <laughs> sorry. Well, I was just a comparison. I think Bateman's going to be fine. We'll talk later, Adam. I can't. I can't. Wish. My number oh, three guy. No, he said he's going to see number you th- after class. <sighs> My number three guy is George. I'll Kim. see you in the parking lot. <laughs> My number three is George Kittle. Down year after down year. Uh, injuries has always been a main concern with George Kittle after his 2019 season. When he's healthy, he's a beast, and he's a phenomenal blocker and a phenomenal receiver. The problem is his stats go down when he goes when he gets injured. So my only concern is really? so if he can stay healthy, then he can continue to put up monster numbers. The problem is he has a problem with staying healthy. If he can stay healthy, then yes, I believe he is a top three tight end, which I still believe him, if not top two or the best tight end. But my main concern is, like, health, which is why he's, like, number three instead of, like, two or one. Come on, Adam. I want to hear this. I I need to hear this. So you you have George Kittle at number three. I have George Kittle as number three as well. George Kittle is the type who I have only lower because of injuries and the injury bug has just hit him so consistently and it's hit him hard that I just can't, I just can't bring myself to put him any higher. And yeah, I just, I just think Kittle's going, I just think Kittle has taken a step back and when he's healthy, he's, he's arguably the best, he's the best tight end out there, but George Kittle, he's my number three as well. Oh, I need to know who your number two is. And yeah, I, I do too. Like that's I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm thinking, okay, all right. I need I'm to. A, I, I'm I, a little scared. Who you're? I'm scared too. Because if I think of who who I think it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Problem. And if it is who I think it is, yeah, you're gonna have to deal with me and Tucker in the parking lot. No, you're gonna I'm have to talk. To my number two. My number two is Mark Andrews. I, stop beating around the bush. We already know he's top two. I don't understand why we keep lying to ourselves and telling me he's. Five and then what three? Yeah, no, he's number two with the season he had and with the projection he and the uh, I want to say the things he he will continue to do with the Ravens offense. I believe he will continue to be successful and continue to get the targets and continue to put up the numbers that will make him a top tight end in this game. He doesn't have Marquise Hollywood Brown to take touches away from him, even though he does have Rashad Maitman, who I think may or may not be an upgrade depending on how you look at it. Hopefully. You look at me like that, but my problem with Marquise was occasionally he would have drops where I would punt. Ooh. 
he would have drops where it's like it happens almost out of nowhere. Rashad yeah. Bateman doesn't have that problem. Yeah, that's cool. But do you think Bateman's going to step in and have like twelve hundred yards like Hollywood did last year? He only had a thousand. He didn't have twelve hundred. Wait, wait, really? I'm, I'm yeah. thinking of someone else. Never mind. But still, you really think Bateman's going to step in and have, have a thousand over a thousand? I uh, am uh, skeptical. I think Mark Andrews could have fifteen hundred and Bateman could have eight hundred. Yeah, fair enough. So that's where my stance is on that. I believe he can increase his output because the Ravens' offense is kind of towards having two tight ends on the field. And let's just say, for an example, they do try to double Mark Andrews. Then Rashad Bateman would get a one-on-one, and I like my chances with that. But Mark Andrews is, without a doubt, a matchup nightmare for any team to go against. When they go into the meeting rooms, defenses have to look at it and say, we have to stop this guy, and that is Mark Andrews, and that's why he is number two. He's not number one, but he is my number two. CJ? Well, uh, yeah, my number two personally is George Kittle. And despite the fact George Kittle missed some games, still had 910 yards and six touchdowns. And you have to keep in mind, he has been hindered by the noodle arm of Jimmy Garoppolo. And I feel that he can be like that big security blanket kind of like what Gronk was in New England and if Trey Lance ends up getting the starting nod I expect him to lean on Kittle and I expect Kittle to deliver and well when it comes to talent I mean just pure talent alone I truly believe that there's not a tight end that touches him from his route running to his hands to his blocking to to his ability to win 50-50 catches speed strength like it's all Kittle all he has to do is stay healthy, and if he does, I'll probably put him number one next year. I know you guys disagree because of injuries, but, uh, I mean, that plays a factor because if he didn't get hurt last year, he'd probably be my number one. But still, but still not. But still, he was better than most, and he was hurt. So, you know, it is what it is. Adam, I he'd am be dreading my number, your number two. He'd be, not, he'd be my number one as well if he, didn't, if he didn't get hurt. But, like, the problem is the injuries do play a factor. So that's why he drops, mm-hmm. he drops a couple spots for me. And it just hits him so hard. He, does, he misses a huge portion of the, of the year, just the past two seasons. Um, but my number two, I have Kyle Pitts. Oh, uh, yeah, no, I do not agree I knew it, with man. that. And Why Kyle Pitts? He, he, like I said, Jacoby Myers outscored him. Look, touch the touchdowns are the touchdowns are a factor. However, when you have this, when you are the size that Kyle Pitts is, and you're a rookie, to put up a thousand yards by doing doing that is just unheard of. And also, he played practically half. He played a big portion of that season um playing playing behind Calvin Ridley. So, he's so he's had to work with that and you and you become the second tight end in NFL history to do, to do a, to to go for 1000 yards. That is that is unbelievable and i i'm real i really don't think the tight the touchdowns obviously if he doesn't improve then he then he might almost be out of the top 5 for next year but I mean, you know i know i'm sorry continue but you look at but i just think it is going to improve and it's going to improve a lot because he just has the abilities to make it happen he has the speed he has the size he has the route running all he has to do is make it happen and he's only a rookie and a lot of tight ends make big jumps in their second year 
I think that's going to happen with with Kyle Pitts, and he's and also with a with a rookie quarterback leaning on him. I think that's going. I think it's going to work. Uh huh. Yes. Yes. Um. Yeah, I gotta side with Tucker on this one, honestly. Uh. Yeah, I, I just I, I I would still put Mark Andrews and Kittle over him because basically. You say, oh, rookie quarterback. Ritter might not even start. He'll he'll have to deal with Marcus Mariota, who couldn't hit the side of a barn from point-blank range. And when, when you look at Pitts, oh, so then, there's then, talent then Ritter's there. Going, but I would, be, I would be shocked if he actually took a step back. Just if he truly can't hit the side of a barn, he's not going to start. To Mariota, what? If he truly can't hit the side of a barn, he's not going to start. Oh, Atlanta I don't like Ritter either, but I think he's going to be good enough so that he can he can get though he can give no, no, Kyle Pitts enough no, production. No, 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 no I'm not having this. They I'm don't not even have a starting caliber quarterback there. And I mean, when, when you look at Mark and you know, look, I mean, he only got one touchdown, and Calvin Ridley was suspended half the year for the gambling and stuff. And you know, you got like I say, you got Kyle Pitts who still gets Matt Ryan. You have Mark Andrews Russell who's Gage. playing with, huh? Yeah, he played with Russell Gage as well. Oh, yeah, Russell Gage, because that screams Pro Bowl. And then you have Mark Andrews. You don't need to win a Pro Bowl to to generate generate. And and the backup there, I can't believe it's not Lamar Jackson. I mean, I'm just saying. Andrews played with worse quarterbacks. It's not a knock on Lamar. I'm just saying Lamar was hurt. Did Marcus Colston ever make a Pro Bowl? Huh? Did Marcus Colston ever make a Pro Bowl? Colston? What? He's talking about the Saints wide receiver. Marcus Colston from the Saints. He's he's one of the – No, no. He exactly. Never exactly. Okay. So does that mean that he's just not going to generate? Oh, he didn't make a Pro Bowl, so no. Julian Edelman never made a Pro Bowl. He, yeah, I feel like that's a bit of a jump, but so also, who's talking about Pro Bowls? I, I, I didn't talk about Pro Bowls. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Oh, no, I did not. Yeah, you did. You said. You said. Yeah. You said, and I'm. Um, I say Pro Bowl caliber because that's something you said else. That's, that you said that screams Pro Bowl. You know what? I think I remember that, but that's not what I meant. You know what? Sue me. I misspoke. But still, even still, like, or I mean, that just screams at least top three. But look, I'm just sorry. I'm just, I don't think Kyle Pitts is the second best tight end situation or not. I said going, I said going into, going into the, 2022 season yeah and uh so and even talent wise you yeah he you, he's not top three so i'm right, i'm predi- Tucker, i'm just i'm just i'm predicting i'm predicting a top a top two season for him that's just what i'm that's just what i'm what i'm predicting so you're right, thinking fair, he's fair. gonna have like 1300 yards and like 10, 10 touchdowns. Touchdowns. yeah when I he can not even that. score two mm-hmm. i think he can do that maybe he can th- he can score eight well, let's say let's say he scores eight in thirteen hundred. With right, that yeah. offense, with that quarterback, with that system, you think, hmm, yeah. As yeah, a rookie, just, he was able to get over not in a very favorable situation. Downgraded quarterback, downgraded the weapons around him, like, and not to mention he's going to be double teamed every play, every well, play. Yeah, and it's not like Travis Kelsey. This is Kyle Pitts. Well, George Kittle was able to put up big weapon, big, big numbers in in his rookie year, and he had nothing to work with at quarterback. Wait, Not big true. number. Wait, George Kittle, big numbers his rookie year. Yeah, I just uh, I have Kittle stats in front of me. His big rookie year numbers were five hundred fifteen yards and two touchdowns. 
He's talking about 2018. Ignore 2017. Yeah, yeah, you're you're right. You're right. George Kittle in 2018, 1,377 yards. His sophomore year, and he was working with I I don't even remember. It was Nick. It was Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins at quarterback. I would literally you you can Desmond Ritter talking like 2018. Nick Mullins wasn't even that bad. He was pretty bad. His he first was few games, bad. no, he was. He wasn't not. going to be the starter for, in two games. He was going to be was, the starter, but he was good in a pinch. And but look at what you're going to have Mariota and Desmond Ritter, and you of all people know I was not high on Desmond Ritter. I, even I know you weren't high on Desmond Ritter, so but, it's like no. And but can he be good enough to provide production for for Kyle for Kyle Pitts? I think he can, especially with the not talent of Kyle production? Pitts. I think he can. Yeah. All right, Neil. Look, what was it? Darren Waller was also able to do it with with Derek Carr not being playing, not a at a very good. Uh, I'm I'm just saying that there there seems to be a bit of a gap between Marcus Mariota and Derek Carr. You know, there's a reason Derek Carr started over Marcus Mariota. Derek Carr was absolutely trash a few years ago. He sucked. Yeah, I would. He's only just starting to get better. Mariota. Since his 2016 breakout campaign, he really hasn't done much, and he's just starting to get a career renaissance going. So let's not let's not talk about how De- how Derek Carr is this is this very good quarterback that no, he has I been recently. I didn't say he was very good. I'm just exactly. saying I would still even at, for 2017 onward, I would still rather take him over Marcus Mariota. And you seem to forget Derek Carr literally started over him. So you tell me who's better. <laughs> but I just don't think Mariota is going to have the starting job. And we're not talking what? about who's going to be better. It's it, whether or not they're capable of, of getting them to, to have good production. And George Kittle was able to do it with Nick Mullins. 1,377 yards, five touchdowns. Yeah, but if still, he does that, that's, a that's top a two production. George Kittle is still Kyle Pitts. But whatever. If he does you know, that, I, I, that's I top two production. I can't believe what I'm hearing. I yes. If he does that, that's top two production. This is I, almost I, as bad I, as when Jay Hill said Julian Blackman was the top three safety in the league. <laughs> this is almost as bad as when Jay Hill said that. Oh, yeah. I heard that. That was oh, interesting. Who said what? When Julian Blackman was a top three safety in the league. He didn't say that. It was, it didn't was, the, he say it was, it was that Diggs Seahawks kid. guy. Seahawks. Quandre Diggs. Quandre Diggs. That, that, that's not as bad. That, that's not as bad. Come on. You're uh, telling Kyle you're Pitts tell as a rookie had an incredible season. I'm just That's saying nice. he's going to make a big jump. You think he's going to increase 300 plus more yards and eight more touchdowns or seven more touchdowns? He could. I think he could. A lot of things could happen. That doesn't necessarily mean it will happen. Based off the production you saw and the team surrounding him currently, you still believe this? Because I think Kyle Pitts is going to get better. Well, the when team you have a, when you have put it, a team on his back, I don't think so. He might not put put the team on his back, but he'll put up good stats. George Kittle didn't put the, the team on his back that year, and Darren Waller has sure as hell didn't put the team on his back. You you can't put a team on your back as a tight end. You can put up good production if you're a talented enough tight end, but you're not going to be able to 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 make them a competitive team, regardless of what's around you. But you can be be you can be if you are talented enough, you can you can put up numbers. Yeah, I, I mean, I, don't know, I guess, but like, I mean, I'm just saying with some of these tight ends, like uh, like Kittle, like he was missed 
Like if you take away Travis Kelsey from the Chiefs, they lose a lot. But from Kyle Pitts, if you take him away, it's like they're still going to be terrible one way or the other. All right. But, can we? Can we? All right. That's that's we're enough. Going, of we're going to have to move on. Like we'll, we'll move on. This we are going on to our number one, and I'm pretty sure we all have our the same number one. I hope. I, I hope too. One, two, three. Hunter Travis Kelsey. Oh. Uh, Tra- Travis Kelsey. Yeah, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, Travis Kelsey. It he's he has the he's going to be generating a lot more attention from defenses, but he's also going to get a lot of attention from Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes is going to find a way to get the ball to him. He'll get it he'll get it to him enough, just enough so that he can remain as the number 1 tight end. But uh I mean, he's ma- he's still main kind of just a wide receiver. But he's still, I mean, he's a great wide receiver who's good enough to generate, like he said, he's like we said, he's working with the best quarterback in the game. So he's going to put up numbers regardless. And uh, he, the, 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 the departure of Tyree Kill is going to, um, those targets have to go somewhere. And a lot of them are going to go to Juju, a lot of them to Marcus Valdez Gantling, a lot of them to McCole Hardman, but most of them are going to go to Travis Kelsey. And that is going to duplicate all the past few seasons that he that he's had, that have that have become nothing short of spectacular for Kelsey. And yeah, there you have it. There's our top five, and I'm being ripped apart for my top five. And like I said, I, I if I were to make these again, I, I just have to stick with it because I made the I made this list. I probably would have had Mark Andrews higher, probably in, in at number three. Um, but I really I I mean we've had very busy schedules. And we've had I, and some of these lists I've really had to just throw together. And um, Mark, Mark Andrews, three, whether he's three, four, I've never been that high on Mark Mark Andrews, but I still really like Mark Andrews. He's in the top five at least. I have him in my top five. George Kittle as number three. Like I said, he'd be number two or even number one if he wasn't if he wasn't healthy. Darren Waller, a guy who's going to get a lot of, he's just going, he's just not going to have the same production with Devonte Adams in the, in the mix, um, but he's still a tight end who I really like. Kyle Pitts is a guy who nobody likes as the number two going into next season. However, I I th- I I'm going to I'm I'm going to go out on a limb give a, give the bold prediction say he's going to have a top two year. Um, and then we all have, we all stand in agreement having Travis Kelsey as our number one. Um, so we are going to go on to our fan box, which is where we we've done this pretty much all summer. Um, we go, we talk about each position and who you think is the most underappreciated, most underrated in the league. And we are going to lead off with tight ends on our offense. So we're going to get to that next. Don't go anywhere. This is the fumble Ruski podcast.
You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 80 and Fans Only Sports Network. Adam Wright, Justin Tucker, CJ Medeiros. And we have reached towards the end of our show, and that means we are on to the Fumble Rooski fan box. So what happens is we we post a question filter on our Instagram every Monday, and you can respond with hot takes, questions, and more, and we will discuss it and give you a shout-out on our podcast. So respond to next week's fan box question to be featured on our show. Now, the question of the week was, who is the most underrated tight end in the NFL? So as I said, this is a this is a question underrated at every position that we've done all all summer. We're going to continue to do it because that generates a lot more a lot more answers, and we get to appreciate some of the tight ends who don't really get much of much attention. So C.J. Medeiros was the first response, and you can just you can elaborate on this, Dalton Schultz. Yeah. Now, uh, you know, when you think of the Cowboys, you know, we all know about Ezekiel Elliott. They had Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb's the headliner. But Dalton Schultz quietly had a top 10 for the tight end season, 808 yards and eight touchdowns. You know, I don't know what to tell you. For a guy, you know, who was like pretty obscure, like maybe known to some Cowboys fans before this season, like he just it seems like he came out of nowhere. And, you know, they tagged him because he was in a contract year. And I feel like with the departure of Amari Cooper, his role will grow. And perhaps he could ascend to top five. Yeah, he could certainly get in there uh, going into next year because he and and also Dallas trusts him enough so that they were willing to in the offense so that they were willing to trade away Amari Cooper. And they get they're giving a lot of trust in C.D. Lamb. Um, who's the other guy? There's yeah, there was the that receiver. other number two wide receiver, and I'm blanking on him real quick. Help me out. Help me out. No. Oh, 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 Gallup. Michael, Michael Gallup. Gallup. They're trusting Michael Gallup as the wide receiver too, and the t- and tight end uh, Dalton Schultz, who you could almost argue that he'd be the number two option in that offense. Um, so that's so a lot of trust they have in him and he's going to make a big jump because all those targets that Amari Cooper got, they're going to be spread out to those three guys. Um, so we got a few responses. So I'm going to go through everyone who said Dalton Schultz, Grayson Mortimer, Mortimer also had also picked him. There was also, let's see, let's see, let's see, just because I want to pick out all of those so that we don't have to re you know, reiterate on Dalton, Dal- uh, Dalton Schultz every single time. Um, where is Patrick Wilver said Schultz by a mile. So we got like three responses about that. Ian Malern said da- uh, Dawson Knox. Yeah. So that's one who that, he is the definition of underrated over 500 yards. What do you have? Nine touchdowns. And if you were able to generate, or if you were able to earn that much trust from, uh, from Josh Allen, that you're able to get more touchdowns than Stefan Diggs. And anyone else in that offense, you like he had the most touchdown receptions out of that whole offense. Then you're doing something right. And if he if he keeps it up, he could have another breakout year, another Dalton Schultz type year, like last year. Um, so Tyson Tate. So his first response, he had two of them. His first response was Dallas Goddard. This is a guy who has been stuck in. He's been stuck in Zach Ertz's shadow for his entire career, and he's finally had his time to shine. 
and boy, and boy, did he over mm-hmm. 800 yards? Excuse, what was it like 900 yards? I'd have to look. I'd have to. I looked at it this morning, but I'd have to. Oh, look. hold on, Adam. Adam, I have his you stats have in front of me. 830 yards and four touchdowns last season. There you go. And he didn't even. He played most of that season without with with Ertz on the roster. Granted, Ertz was barely being used, but he was there, and he generated some targets. And the more the more the season went on, the more he was used. And you know. That's go, that's not going to go away, and you have a very you have a very good offense around him, so he's going to get plenty of attention. So I really like him. Um, Tyson Tate again, he said Irv Smith Jr. will have a breakout year. Mark my words. I don't know about that. Now personally, I, oh, sorry, I like I mean, him, but what were you yeah. what were you going to say? I'm a bit of an Irv Smith fan. Now, his first two seasons in Minnesota, he was overshadowed by tight end mainstay for the longest time, you know, Zach Ertz. He had 311 yards his rookie season. Wait a second. No, 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 Kyle Rudolph. Sorry, Kyle Rudolph. Yeah. I am sorry. My brain does not want to cooperate with me. Next thing you know, I might fall off a bicycle. Wink, wink. (laughs) Now, Now, his sophomore season, Irv Smith had... 365 yards and five touchdowns. Now that that's a now that's not bad for tight end two. I was expecting him to break out this season, and then he went and got hurt. You know, not not a lot you can do about that. But this season, I don't I I, I don't expect him to be a thousand yard receiver. But a mat, but I imagine him that he would be like a really good red zone threat. But in the middle of the fe- in the field, all those targets are going to Jefferson and Thielen. So. It's kind of like curb your enthusiasm a little bit, but but you know, but he's definitely probably going to have a career year barring another injury. All right, yeah. I look, Irv Smith Jr. I believe I looked at his stats. He had, I believe, three hundred yards in each of his last in, in each of his three seasons so far in his career, and I would like to think that he would that he his numbers would go up, and maybe he has a five hundred yard season. The only problem is there's still Justin Jefferson on the roster and there's still Adam Thielen over there. And that's going to generate a lot of targets. And they also love to throw the running backs. They love Dalvin cook. And even when Dalvin cook is out, they still like using Alexander Madison. So he, it's just, he's just going to be buried in the depth chart, at least in, you know, in how, in just, just be able, just with cousins, how he prioritizes his targets. Jefferson's number one, Phelan's number two, and then he'll probably throw to his running backs as well. He does like his tight ends, but not that much. Um, so next response was Brady McEatherin, or Brady Etherin. I, I, I'm not sure. I think it's Etherton. Is it Etherton? All right. Looks Brady good. Etherton. My bad for the pronunciation. CJ Uzoma. And... Uzama, I do think, could see a much bigger workload than he did in uh, in the on the Bengals. Now that he's on the Jets, Excellent. now the Jets have a solid receiving core, but it's not anything like the powerhouse that the Bengals had: Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and then you had Tyler Boyd as well. That's just like you're never going to get enough targets, and he still managed to have 571 yards. <clears throat> And so he might have a better year than he did last year. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. 
Yeah, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Brady Etherton, CJ Uzama. I like it. <laughs> Grayson Mortimer. Yep, he's the one who said Dalton Schultz. Um, Patrick Williver, Dalton Schultz by a mile. So that was a pop- that was a popular choice. Patrick, uh, excuse me, Jack Hartman said David Njoku not going to be after this season, as in referring to not going to be over, not going to be underrated after this season. Look, they have the trust in him. They paid they him. Have the faith in. Oh him. yeah, yeah, they paid him, but I mean, they let far. their they let their previous tight end one in Austin, Austin Hooper walk. They franchised David Njoku, and they paid him. What does that tell you? What does that tell they you? They're seeing something in this kid that they really, really like him. So it's either they're going to yeah. be wrong, or he's primed for a breakout year. Yeah. Yeah, Adam, I, I agree. And after five seasons in this league, and Joku has amassed 1,754 yards and 15 touchdowns, never eclipsing 700 yards, never eclipsing five touchdowns. And it's just, I feel like this is officially his make or break year. If he can get over 700 yards and five touchdowns, then he'll stay. But if not, he might have to accept a backup role, you know? Well, you He's know what? Money similar to Mark Andrews. That's unacceptable. You know what? He's <laughs> going. He's going to have four years to to prove it, because oh uh, yeah, he's that's under right. Contract, they extended so. him yes. to that contract for I don't know why. Also, if if Deshaun Watson is on the roster on opening day, granted, who the hell knows what's going to happen? That's a big trials. if, and that's probably that not is like the biggest if I've ever heard. It I'm. Either, regardless, if or whenever, whenever Deshaun Watson ab- arrives there, if he plays again, if it, if it's next year, it's next year. But so will Dave Njoku be there as well. Whenever Deshaun Watson's back, if he's ever back, him throwing to Njoku is certainly going to help a lot. It's going to help a lot. That's going to help him a lot, yes. um, and it's going to help his so. case to to eclipse maybe seven hundred yards. Um, so Zachary Stilson said, I'd say underrated potential wise was definitely Noah fan. So I think he said was referring to in the past few years, he was certainly underrated and he was, and there were a lot of targets on that Denver Broncos team that were going before him. And they were also, they fell victim to quarterback play as well. Mm-hmm. But now, so Quarterback play might not get much better with Drew Locke still there, but he's going to have that familiar face for him to throw to. And Drew Locke being in a new system is going to see Noah Fant, and he's going to say, okay, that's a guy who I trust because I've been in, I've been on his team before. And he also has a no Fant also has the cha- change of scenery working for him. And apparently, apparently Seattle really liked him for years. So, Mm-hmm. Noah Fant, he does have the makings to to have a breakout year, and he is underrated. I do like him. Um, all right, where where are we? Derek Hool said Zach Ertz getting slept on was a huge ad for the cards net uh, for the cards last year. It appears all he needed was a change of scenery, wasn't it? Yeah, and he's going to be a great safety blanket, you know, during DeAndre Hopkins suspension. Yeah, yeah, maybe saying he's old is a little too harsh. He. He might be a nice little safety blanket for Kyler Murray because, you know, he's not as good as Lamar, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Year two in that system, 
and it clear it clearly worked out for him being and when he barely knew the playbook. Yeah. So I yeah. really like it. I really like that one. He looked good. He did. Oh yeah, he had like over 700 yards and like five touchdowns, I think. So All right. And Steve uh Steven Parker said Hayden Hurst. So Hayden he's Hurst is he he's playing for Cincinnati now, which means he's basically the replacement for CJ Uzama. So the best he could probably do is replace CJ Uzama's production. He could probably replace his production at, at best, just because he's like he's in the same he's in the same boat that CJ Uzama was when he was here. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, he's a solid tight end, but he's buried on the depth chart. Everybody else, like everybody's going to be better than him. Tyler Boyd is who is their number three receiver is in the passing game is much further ahead of Hayden Hurst than Hayden Hurst ever was. So like he could be better. He's a wide receiver ahead of a tight end as far as route running. As far as route running, as far as just Tyler Boyd, Tyler Boyd's a very underrated receiver. I really like him. Oh yeah. But I was just naming off their number three guy just to show how far it is between Hurst and Boyd. And then I haven't even mentioned Chase and Chase and Higgins. But look, Hurst, he just needs the opportunities and he can certainly he can certainly get a lot better than what he has in the past. I think his best his best that that one breakout season where he goes over 600 yards is ahead of him. He can still do that. Just he needs the right he needs the right environment and this could do it. This could um Pesky Pole podcast otherwise Robert Shelley because he's trying to re, to uh to uh, reignite that the former mighty pesky pole podcast, which is which was a hit in the past, but he hasn't had the time. But that's neither here nor there. He said, "I've said it once, and I'll say it again." And he's referring to how he he mentioned this guy as an M- the who he was going to be the Super Bowl MVP, and he calls him. So he said C.J. Uzama, but he said he pronounces it on purpose just to be funny. C.J. Who's your mama? So, he picked this guy for their Super Bowl MVP. wasn't even close. The team didn't even. It wasn't. He didn't even get the right team to win. Um, but CJ Uzama, again. So I'm not sure what what else you guys want to add to him, but he's a guy who he's in a better situation where he could put up more better production. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's really not much the out of that. We've What's been that? over. It. He's on the Jets. I I wouldn't say it's the best. I wouldn't say it's it's just the Jets. Right. So he'll be a, he'll be a, an option to, you know, put up bigger put up, put up bigger numbers. Well, is it a winning situation? That's a tough one. <laughs> but <laughs> it's a, but if he wants to put up if we're talking about putting me. up better production, then I like CJ Uzama next year. I do. He's gonna he's he he can go over six hundred yards. Perhaps he can hit seven hundred. You never know. They do yeah. have, and they do have, like, in wh- whether or not they can win, that is a possibility. I talked about, we talked about the NFC, the, excuse me, the AFC East uh, last year. I can realistically, real, realistically see any of those teams making the division, making the world, uh, uh, twisting my words here, making the playoffs. The Jets are a bit of a long shot, but I can still see it happening if everything goes right with them. Obviously, it goes it goes down to whether or not Mr. Wilson over there at quarterback can play. Um, so, any other thoughts 
before we end the show tonight? Mark Andrews is top three, bare minimum. Hey, you don't got to tell me that to let to Adam. I'm, he knows who I'm looking at. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if I were to do this, it, it, you can make a, a solid case that Mark Andrews would be number number three. And oh, to put him number four is bold. To put Kyle Pitts number two is bold. I recognize that. But uh, I'm I'm trying to be bold. I don't want I don't want to make create boring answers. Like, oh well, like because tough because top five tight tight ends, it's pretty a lot of people have the same list. And sometimes it doesn't always work the way the the, the preseason list goes. So if I'm right about Kyle Pitts being number two. If if he winds up being having putting up the season that I that I predict him to do, then credit to me. If he yeah. doesn't, then I'll I'll have egg in my face. You know, but you'll know who you'll hear from. I want you to recognize this now. If he doesn't have close to the season what you're recommending, he should he'll have. You'll hear if, it from me. If Kyle Pitts doesn't do it, you know how I post those we how we post those reels of yeah. of any any sort of take that one of us has. I'll put that up. And I'll put a caption, cold take alert. I will say that. If he All has right, like, fair. if he posts like, uh, if he regresses next year, which I don't think he will do, he'll be better. If he regresses or if he stays the same, cold take alert. Right. I'm calling it. All right. All right. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Anything else? <sighs> no. no, I'm, I'm good. I'm not. No, good. I got nothing to add. All right. Well, that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. Be sure to tune in to us live Tuesdays and Thursdays at 730 on Twitter and Facebook through Fans Only Sports Network. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRooski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and latest coverage on the NFL. I skipped a part. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also have all our it- – all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Obviously, our Instagram, I just mentioned that. Otherwise, we'll see you next week over and out.